Welcome to Prim and Proper. I'm Elizabeth Hathaway. And I'm Marinella Mazzucato. The lesbian. (laughs) The star of today's episode. (laughs) The Big L. I'm very excited, Big L, for this. Me too, other L. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm like little L. I don't know. (laughs) What is, yeah, Liz, little L. Okay. Um, so we did get quite a few questions in and a variety here. We we do have the flannel and Subaru to kick us off category, but then mm-hmm. we branch out into some other areas. We've got um, some crushes, some around coming out, and then just some random questions to round out the episode today. Goody. Well, I guess without further ado, like I said, I think we start, you know, with what we've been teasing, the flannel and Subaru questions. Mm-hmm. So the world needs to know, Marinella, what is your favorite color combo for flannel shirts? I'm going to shock the world. I do not own a flannel shirt. What? But if I did, if I did, I would sensibly get some earth tones, maybe, you know, you don't want to go like checkered farmer because then you're going into another category of lesbian mm. to perhaps you know farmer lesbian like actual flannel needing <laughs> lesbian you just want to be appearing in flannel not actually using the flannel oh so do you not own flannel because you live in florida and that is ridiculous premised own flannel in florida or is there another reason you do not own flannel um, I don't own flannel mostly because really, yes, when do I need to wear flannel? But I feel like I look like a child in plaid. Like anytime I put it on, I'm just like, I'm a five-year-old. I just feel silly. Um, I, I feel like if I wear flannel, like I'm not gonna like button it up. It's just, it's, it, I, I've struggled and I've, I've gone into like thrift stores and tried on different flannel and I've had my partner be like, yeah, you don't, you don't look good in flannel. Like you're, you're never going to find a flannel that's for you because you don't look good in plaid or flannel. Just give it up. And I'm like, but I really feel like I should, (laughs) I should have one. This feels a bit heartbreaking for me, but like. How cruel is the world that a lesbian can't look good in flannel? I mean, that's just a cruel world. Yeah. I mean, it makes me start to doubt myself. I don't like it. The closest I got was I had like this shirt that was like kind of like a New Mexico vibe, like Southwestern type of plaid, Uh but it wasn't like kind of square. I don't know. It was different. Um, And I don't know what the hell happened to that shirt, but... Wow. I did That's... um I did not think that I mean, am I a bigger lesbian than you are? Because I own a couple <laughs> of pieces of flannel. <laughs> yeah. Well, there is a fine line between like basic bitch flannel mm. and I don't know. Lesbian trends are are changing. I I don't know if flannel is still it. And like I'm not I'm not cool enough to know what the lesbians are wearing now like I don't know any young lesbians yeah that's a good point that's a good point and I am pretty basic bitch so that does actually ring true you're on you're Mm -hmm. on there Um, okay well what is your favorite Subaru model if you were going to own a Subaru which one would you get 
you know, any features you would want to have in it? Share us your dream car. Oh, man. If we could go back and get, like, the Subaru Baja. I don't know if you know about that one. That was, I like... I think I do. Oh, God. Okay, well, I'm pretty sure any lesbians know what the fuck I'm talking about, but... <laughs> <laughs> it is, like, the Subaru that looked like a truck almost, but it was, like, a station wagon. Oh, I think I do remember You know what it. I mean? Like, yeah. it had, like, the racks in the back and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. But I feel like the hatchback is probably the go-to for me. The Impreza is the current model. The mm. Outback is maybe more if you're, you know, a really outdoorsy lesbian, but not like your typical. And if you can get a vintage Subaru, like something before the 90s, like, whoa. That's it. <laughs> Doesn't matter what the model is. <laughs> I learned this weekend that... Subaru was one of the first like corporate companies to come out in support of like pride and LGBTQ rights. I didn't realize that, but it kind of does make sense. They're like, look, our biggest demographic, our biggest buying power is the lesbian community. Like we need to go out there and support them, show them that we care. So the calling for the Subarus was before they supported them so heavily? That is what the lesbian who told me that Subaru was one of the first companies to come out and support of said that, that lesbians supporting the company and buying Subarus predate Subaru coming out in support of them, but Subaru was one of the very first companies to kind of, that had like a nationwide large corporate presence to come out and support. Yeah. I mean, I leased a Subaru for a little bit. You did? It was an Impreza. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did not fact check this. Uh, so, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Don't, don't come at me now that you have our email address with more Subaru facts. I'm sorry. I didn't yeah. mean to uh, state anything incorrectly. Just passing along what I learned. Oh, we both learned something. Indeed. All I know is we love them. We love those Subarus. Well, I'm sad to move forward from flannel and Subaru, but now that we <laughs> did get the most important questions out of the way, we can get to the less serious questions at hand. Uh, okay. So we actually received a handful of questions that are around celebrity crushes and kind of different variations. So I selected a couple of them the mm. first one is which five celebrities would be on your hall pass you, you familiar with the hall pass concept uh i don't know please explain so Maybe. the hall pass essentially there's like a friends episode on this with ross and rachel it's essentially like the five celebrities you could cheat on your partner with but it wouldn't really be cheating because they're like your hall oh, pass, okay right yeah. so like if you were in a relationship, which five celebrities would you put on the hall pass? I feel like my partners have asked me this and I never could come up with something substantial where they'd be like, what is wrong with you? It, you it's okay, you can tell me. But I think, and I would just be like, oh, I don't know. Um, I think like a big one would probably be like early 2000s Michelle Rodriguez. I would tear it up 100%. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can uh, see that. You know, like Blue Crush era, maybe. Mm -hmm. yeah. That time before things got really bad for her. 
Mm-hmm. Um, probably th- that era, Angelina Jolie was definitely a hall pass. Ah, nice. I was gonna say for Michelle Rodriguez, we're, we think in Fast and Furious one through three, and then then she gets out of that range. Yeah, I mean, I'd go for it now, but it was just much more intense then, where you're just like, you know, yeah, yeah. She yeah. just checked a lot of boxes for for us. She really did. Where you're just like, okay, this is an attainable one. If I'm gonna cheat, I'm gonna enjoy it. Like it's not gonna be terrible. But I don't know if I could think of like three people where I was other than those two where I was like, I would need to cheat on you for this person. Wow. And and Angelina Jolie now? Like if she literally came right up to you and was like, let's do it in the back room. No, probably not. Probably not now. Wow. Okay. So what was your period for Angelina? What was your sweet spot? Probably like the 90s. We're going 90s, 2000s. I don't know. I know she was a weirdo, like oh, making so out like, with her brother and stuff. But. Yeah, right. <laughs> Hackers, Girl Interrupted, that era. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So way before, you know, Brad got a hold of her and the whole Brangelina and the, you know. No, yeah. Way before, before that. Before Brad. Yeah, I mean, you know, Brad might have been a hall pass at one point, too. I don't know. He was pretty attractive back then. shocker for the lesbians i was about to say that actually leads well into it because there was a question around have you ever found a man attractive and have you ever had a you know like celebrity male crush i would say like ryan gosling probably did it for me back in the day where i'd be like i would probably sleep with ryan gosling okay but i've never had like a in-person male crush where i just would actually think about doing anything Mm mm-hmm and wow so what about like if brad and angelina when they were together had approached you for a threesome i would probably feel like what the fuck would you want me when you have each other (laughs) like what are you guys stupid i mean i'd probably be down but i would i would have concerns like what are you just like you lost your mind I love that you are questioning the intentions of Brad and Angelina in a (laughs) fake question. Yeah. That doesn't work on so many levels. Instead of just saying, like, yeah, I would do them or I wouldn't. It's all about, why are they asking me this? This seems suspicious. (laughs) It is very suspicious, you know? Like, that would, to me, be like, I know they're going to break up if they're trying to third me. What the hell is going on? Um, well, I, I will ask the last one, but based on the fact that we've only got, I mean, even if we throw Ryan Gosling into the five celebrities on the hall pass, we only have three. We still have two spots open, but maybe this will fill another spot. Um, who is your celebrity crush based on their personality? Oh, probably like Melissa McCarthy. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. Like if I could be around that person all the time, I'd probably just be delighted yeah and are you you know specific to gilmore girls era or open to any era (laughs) (laughs) have i told you how much i love the gilmore girls have we talked about this yes but you can go ahead and state it again for the (laughs) listeners (laughs) yes i like i really enjoy the gilmore girls um let's see probably not she wasn't really i don't think she was really herself in that not not in Gilmore's. Yeah. No. So Bridesmaid? 
Bridesmaids, Melissa McCarthy. Bridesmaids, yeah, when she's wearing, even in the cargo shorts and the visor and the Hawaiian shirt. You can't, you can't beat that laughter. You just can't. No, I mean, I get it. I get it. She is, what's her new, she doesn't, she have a new movie out on Netflix right now? I don't know. Is it Netflix or HBO? Gosh, I got to look it up now because I've mentioned it. So we just got to awkwardly do a Google Pivot. search. Pivot. I think she has a new show that someone was recommending to me. Of course, now I got to like go to her Wikipedia page and go search it. Cause it's becoming a whole thing. I'm sorry. I thought this would be easier. Oh, what is it? Oh, God's Favorite Idiot. It's a TV show. Oh, I started to watch that. Yeah, what do you think of it? I I got 10 minutes in. I don't know if something didn't grab me right at that time. <laughs> so when you said started to watch it, you literally meant like I started it and then I hit pause and I'm only 10 minutes in. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it was that took me from it where I was just like, nah, I'm not in the mood for this. No. <laughs> Well, I do, um, I think I will try to check it out. I haven't looked yet, but a couple people have recommended it to me, and I love her. I think we talked about this before in like our one of our favorite women comedian episodes. I love her. I feel like she's one of the few women that has a lot of physical comedy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she definitely does. And she does so well with it. So, anywho, sorry, I didn't mean to sidetrack us, but you just got me thinking about her. Um, so that's how she does it. That's how she does it. Oh, right. Okay. So in a previous episode, you shared your coming out story and talked about your father's reaction. And that was actually earlier this month in our, um, coming out episode. What do you wish your parents would have said? And is there something they could have said or done that would have made you feel more supported? I think I wish my parents would have said like, that it was no big deal or something like probably like played down the amount of anxiety I had or something even if they didn't even if it was a big deal I would have liked them to probably put more of a a face on of like this is fine you know like some kind of comfort or this wasn't like the end of the world or there was nothing to fix or anything in that direction would have been very welcomed very much so gotcha well this is kind of similar but what are some supportive things someone can say if a friend or family member comes out to them so like me as a heterosexual woman when friends and family come out to me what are some things I can do that might show support um a big thing for me was probably like I I wanted people to ask about whether or not like I had met somebody or if I was dating or if I was having any challenges with dating I just feel like I kind of miss a lot of education that parents give their kids or like tips or something that you would maybe ask your parents about with dating if you're straight I didn't get any of that at all and I mean my dad probably could have given me the same advice he would have given my brother. In hindsight, he didn't give my brother any advice either. So it wasn't like their comfort zone whatsoever. Like they just expected us to like 
all of a sudden find a person to date and like know what to do but we didn't get any of that so I think if I could have had some of that that would have been nice like anything Hmm. yeah I feel like a lot of now that I look back I I feel like a lot of our parents were just kind of winging it you know mm-hmm. um yeah yeah and I'm sure that that's true of like the history of time right that like people are just kind of winging parenting because it's not like there's some instruction manual that comes with your child um I I do hope though that like with the age of the internet and more people having access to information and being able to share ideas I think there's a ton more parenting resources than there ever was back when you know you and I were kids I hope that people are seeking out information and educating themselves and you know, I guess my hope would be if you are a parent who suspects your child could potentially be either trans or like non-gender conforming or, um, you know, homosexual, bisexual, like seek out the, I mean, Google, literally there's so much information online now. And mm-hmm. I. so I guess I hope parents are doing that more than, you know, like the internet didn't exist back in our parents day when they were raising us in the 90s so uh hopefully parents aren't winging it as much i guess is what i'm saying yeah like well the internet did exist by the time i brought it about to my parents attention but like (laughs) if if you don't it's almost as if you think if you don't acknowledge it that maybe it's not really as true or it's uncomfortable so you don't acknowledge it but then things get more uncomfortable and then all of a sudden, I have to just show up with a girlfriend and test to see how the waters are. And it was pretty rough. Just like, all right, you're going to be the first one I bring home. And I don't really know how it's going to go. How do you feel about that? <laughs> the Band-Aid approach to parenting. Just yeah, rip it yeah, off. Like, do I Do I kiss you in front of your mom? Mm, I don't know. We could try. Things like that where you're like, you're not really sure like where you can kind of let the guard down yeah like where that line is right because do you think if or maybe let me ask like your brother i presume brought girlfriends home and probably kissed or showed affection in front of your parents or oh totally i think my parents rule was like don't fucking close the door when your girlfriend's over here but everything like it's fine to have her over just don't close the door mm-hmm whatever I don't know. but like I wasn't bringing girlfriends home at that age I did have like requests from my mom to like don't bring a girl that like looks really gay home which I think that in turn like I think that had a long-term effect on my psyche because like to this day I'm like eh, she looks kind of gay maybe I shouldn't date her oh no but like I should date her because that is exactly what I need <laughs> right right and that's your yeah mantra. yeah 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 yeah. Oh man. Well, next time I uh, am in Port Charlotte, I'll make sure to wear some flannel and go <laughs> hang out with your folks. Yeah, maybe you could get a little side, little side shave or something just for oh, temporarily. I've yeah, I've been thinking yeah. about doing like a side undercut anyway. So it'll be great. Oh yeah, it's sexy. Just do it. Yep, go Let's for it. it. <laughs> you can pull them from both ends, Liz, if you wanted to. Oh my goodness. <laughs> 
Okay. What are some funny or amusing reactions or responses you've gotten when you've come out to someone like a friend, not necessarily family? Some funny reactions. I really haven't had very many funny reactions, I guess. I don't know. People were just like, I know. Like, absolutely. Like, you know, thank Mm. God. Thank God you're finally going to date somebody. We're like starting to think you were never going to like ever have sex or do anything. I'm like, okay. (laughs) Do you find like what's the best reactions you've gotten? Has it been people who maybe suspected but wanted to give you the space and time to come on your own and they just were like, finally, you're here. Or have you had anything that was a better reaction than that? Um, I've had the reactions where people like just automatically assumed that I was gay and started talking to me about like do you have a girlfriend or anything like that and for me that felt like the best reaction because I was like oh I don't have to like tell them or they can just tell and that's like such a relief even though you I mean maybe it's stupid to assume such a thing but I was like oh okay it's almost like they've they've recognized me I've I don't know it's I maybe it's similar to when like a trans person passes as a man or a woman and they're just like yes thank you yeah 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 well i i um gosh you know i've heard people and i certainly in my past have used that term like gaydar you know that's like Uh someone is on your radar as being gay uh and uh, there's parts of me that sees as like funny and then other parts of me that's like this is probably somewhat problematic because you're kind of you know (laughs) putting people into and like yeah making light of something and whatever but I do I do think that sometimes especially when you're very close friends with somebody that maybe is still in the closet like I, I think you can pick up on certain you know like unspoken signals uh and you know, you might have a suspicion. I certainly would never confront a friend and be like, are you gay? (laughs) (laughs) Do you have like gays? Yeah. There's definitely been friends where I'm like, I think, and I would not be surprised if they at some point disclose this to me, but they need to do it on their own time. Like, I mean, it's safe to say if you like see a friend that's like curiously overly attached to perhaps another female friend and that maybe that may be the tip off you know like wow you really really get really jealous or really over attentive to this person that's probably the things that probably put it out over the edge for me where people were like yeah i noticed you were a little bit like caught up with this girl Mm -hmm. i'm like yeah i guess i was (laughs) hmm (laughs) <laughs> this roommate that you've been living with for a decade plus bring him to every wedding you go to and <laughs> I don't know if I mentioned this in the last podcast but I used to make this girl Amber cookies all the time and like leave her no- bring her notes and stuff I would do like cutesy shit for her oh. in high school and I think she enjoyed it so I I don't know if maybe she was kind of in the same boat as me we didn't really mm. have like Nothing happened, but it was just like flirting. Do you have any update on her? Like where she is now? Is she a lesbian? She she lives in Port Charlotte. I believe she works at a kava bar, which is possibly a gay thing. <laughs> a tea shop, tea coffee shop could be gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I don't know. 
Oh, guess I could just pop by and find out. Yeah. Bring her some cookies. Maybe she just really liked the baking. I mean. Yeah, maybe she I've... just really was like, God damn, she keeps bringing me these cookies. <laughs> and they are delicious. She is an amazing baker. Straight off that frozen log. <laughs> Every time. Oh, my goodness. Okay. We're getting into more random type questions here. Uh, what's the best dating app for lesbians? I don't know if there is one. I'm trying. Um, I found Tinder to be terrible. I Tinder mean, was like pretty across the board yeah. terrible, I think. Yeah. Like at, at first I thought Tinder, because there was a large volume of people, like there was a lot of girls on there that I had a lot of potential. But I very quickly realized that there would be girls on there that would just be like wasted and wanted to try for just for the night. Mm. So not a good one for lesbians that are like looking for the long haul. I've had good connections with Bumble. I tried mm. Hinge. That was okay. But I don't know if there are anything specific to lesbians. I think Hinge is kind of like the one that most lesbians use. Well, is Hinge the one that's tagline is um, like made to be deleted? Like it's it's geared toward people seeking long term relationships with the idea that like you would meet somebody and delete the I app. I think so. I think I that's think Hinge. So, yeah. I know yeah. at least for heterosexual couples, Bumble's appeal is that the woman needs to initiate the conversation. So like you both you know if you both match or pair then it's the woman that needs to initiate i'm assuming yeah. on your side of bumble either person can initiate is my assumption yeah on bumble once you match i mean clearly you've probably realized that the person swiped right on you first mm-hmm. now you've decided okay i've swiped right so it says for you to make the first move so as soon as you match and you know you match then it's your go to make the first move and i've had a lot of stagnant where i was like i did swipe right but now i'm not going to say a word to this person a lot Mm. of that and a lot of probably them the same so i don't know if there's people that are just like i'm going going right on every single girl here i need to just go for it yeah so i know online i've seen i don't know if you've ever seen it posted i don't think i've ever seen it posted for same-sex couplings but i know um, people posted it for heterosexual where it's like usually I see it with Tinder but I'm assuming you could do it with any dating app it's like I've swiped left 1,000 times and there's been a match like 30 times or something like the odds oh. are and that might be off but it's like ridiculous how often people say they have to swipe to get a return like match so I do, to your point, I guess, wonder if people are just kind of going through without putting much thought into it and just like swiping. And then once they see they match with somebody, they look a little closer at the profile and the person and then they're like, oh, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, my my tactic is like, obviously, I look at the picture, but I look at what's immediately under it before anything. Like I'm like, she's attractive. I look under it and I'm like, she's a douchebag left. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah. Like, I don't need to know, go past that. But, I mean, I read the stuff. That's probably where it's mostly important for me, where if if you write something, like, charming or something, then I'll probably at least swipe right just to be able to talk to you. 
Yeah, like I want to see a little bit of effort into what you put because I'm not currently doing online dating, but when I have, like I put a little bit of effort and thought into my answers and I'm looking for someone that puts in a certain level of effort. I mean, if you're not even willing to put in effort to fill out a dating app, like what level of effort are you going to put into the relationship? Yeah, yeah. And there's definitely like some token lesbian things to write inside of a uh, dating profile. Uh, one of them is going to be like, I'm not, I'm not here to be your unicorn. And it's just like, no fucking shit. Like, you don't have to state that. Like, that's not like something you include in your about me. Just, oh, man. You know, so I, you just. I'm pretty sure I know what a unicorn is. That's a woman in a threesome, right? With a heterosexual I, couple, like a woman yeah. willing to. Yeah, there's variations, though. There's also like the unicorn of like. A, a woman who's ENM, which is um, ethically non-monogamous for people who are just learning about these things. And she's got a boyfriend, but he wants nothing to do with her having sex with you or having a relationship with you. But she's allowed and she would like a girlfriend, but he'll never be around. So you get all these different things, you know? Wow, I feel so... But those people, yeah, those people looking for that are very clear to say, I'm looking for somebody to have sex with me and my boyfriend's okay with it. So I just feel like when I get to a profile and somebody puts like, I'm not here to be a unicorn, I'm just like, no shit. You know, I'm just like, okay, what else you got for me though? (laughs) (laughs) And they put, something. What else? I feel like, are there any other... um, things that someone might put in their dating profile that's like an immediate swipe left for you i guess if they put like 420 in there i just feel like 420 friendly i'm like we could talk about that later you know (laughs) (laughs) we could talk about it later you know or not at all i don't care like Uh uh-huh uh-huh it just seems like some of the things that are held important that are really not that important i guess like i don't know Mm-hmm. Right. Like if you I do only like have- when people, yeah, I do like when people like mention hiking, their dogs, other lesbian activities that involve hiking and dogs. Like those are <laughs> things where I'm like, this seems probably like maybe we're gonna have something in common. That's an immediate swipe right. Subarus, flannel, dog. anything. Yeah. If you're swipe in a flannel right, in a Subaru right. with your dog, welcome. Wow. Have you ever seen someone's picture in a flannel? <laughs> in their Subaru oh, all their the dog. time, yeah, all the time. <laughs> Not with their Subaru, but yeah. Oh, I love it. Okay, um, so does your period ever sync with your partners, or has that ever happened? I I think so. Yeah, I mean, I was in a relationship for six years. I think we probably got similarly synced. But it wasn't like we got on the same cycle and it never stopped. And we were like on the period at the same time. Right, right, right. Because there's still some variation to like how frequently a woman gets her. I mean, 28 day cycle, I think, is the average. But some women, it's like 27 days. Some women, it's like 29 days, you know. Yeah, you do get very perceptive of PMS as a lesbian. You're just sort of like, hello, it's coming. And I never used to think like, like I recall 
my ex constantly saying, you're going to get your period soon. You're being like, whoa. And I'd be like, no, the fuck I'm not. And then two days later, yes, yes, I'm at my period. And you just, that's the type of stuff where you start to sync up and you're like, oh God. Where, but I don't know if men would recognize that. Maybe. I don't know. Mm. They probably just think you're being a bitch. That's it. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know that they're as perceptive as they like to think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So this is a sex related question. Have you ever used a dental dam? No. I I have to wonder. I have never used a dental dam either or like someone has not used one on me would that be the correct way to say that but they do sell them and there is apparently Mm -hmm. a market for them i have (laughs) been reluctant to go down on a girl probably with concern of where she had been and maybe opted to try something else (laughs) Mm. and just been like "Hmm, we're not gonna go there that was probably my form of safe sex with those type of people but again like you don't know so sure 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 right yeah i don't i actually don't know the answer to this and this was not a question submitted but just something i'm thinking about in the moment i know that like certain diseases like sexually transmitted diseases can be passed by just like genitalia touching genitalia like hpv i think is passed this way they say even if you wear a condom like there can still be enough contact that you're passing along that virus but i think others it's much more likely to pass if it's penetrative penetrative sex is that the way i would say it like penis in a vagina or penis in an asshole like, I think AIDS is much more likely to be passed in those scenarios versus, like, oral yeah. sex with a vagina. Yes. I'd say, I mean, it's possible with oral sex for th- things to happen like that, sure. but I don't, I don't know. Like, I've heard of, like, women getting tested for, like, HIV before they have sex with each other to be safe and I've kind of scoffed at it like come on like it's not happening for you but I don't know I guess it's possible yeah Uh, maybe you're maybe you're a squirter and things have gone extremely well that day I don't know maybe that's possible but fluid just goes everywhere and then the yeah and you cannot. couldn't think of anything to do but catch all of it in your mouth that's <laughs> That would be the scenario, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Even so, I don't know how much a dental dam would do for that. Well, that's the other question, right? Like, I don't know how effective dental dams are um, in preventing. I mean, well, they're certainly not designed to stop pregnancy. That's not their purpose (laughs) or. Yeah. I I mean, I know there's like, I don't know if they're coated with anything special. Like, what, what does spermicide do? Like, that's like a. It's supposed to, I think, make sperm for pregnancy. Like less. Yeah, it's supposed to be more for pregnancy. Like, makes sperm less mobile. Yeah. Like, yeah. So there's them. nothing. Yeah, there's nothing like on a dental dam that like stuns the STD that I know of. <laughs> I just think it's like a physical barrier. Yeah. That they've decided is like thin enough for you to still feel something. Mm. Which I've I've held one and looked at it and thought. <clears throat> 
Oh, I would feel absolutely nothing if anybody put this on me. Well, I mean, I've actually never held a dental dam, but I mean, it rem- <laughs> is it just like a piece of cling wrap, essentially, that one would take? And I mean, that's what it kind of, I guess it's more probably like a condom that's been cut open and is flat. But yeah, I mean, people have like, you know, if if you ever go to like um, like a, a college like pride group or whatever, or gay alliance, they will show you like how to turn like a condom into a dental dam and that type of stuff. And you're just like, thanks. Such a great like, party trick. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. All of our very non-medical knowledge on STDs, folks, I guess, you know, go go to your doctor, a reliable source, if you have questions, not Marinella and I. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, the best I can think of is, like, if you're scissoring, that could be the worst possible scenario to transmit something. But even then, you're not really exactly, like doesn't really go like you think it's going to go when people think about scissoring. So that's, is that on your on your list? No, but I mean, I do have follow-up questions because I imagine when people say scissoring, I imagine them taking the two Barbie dolls and just like <laughs> sticking their legs together. And then in my head, just thinking about how my parts work, I'm like, I don't think that would be very pleasurable. I'm sure that that's not at all how lesbians do it. I'm sure if anything, it's more like a grinding on the other person's leg. That's what I would Yeah, imagine. you don't want to get like pubic bone to pubic bone thrusting because <laughs> it's going to be, I mean, it's going to, I've, I've had experiences where I'm like, this is fucking painful um, because somebody thought that was the what, what to do, you know, and, and I was just like, this isn't, this is new. I've not done this before. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I just always think of like men essentially like, doing it with their fingers or holding like a barbie doll and being like is this and like it's not like the genitalia touches in an organ i think this is actually probably not to sidetrack us on on men but a lot of men who don't understand the clitoris and where female pleasure comes from i think do have this belief that their penis is magical and brings pleasure and so i think i can see how they would take that thought process and believe that just two women touching their vaginas together would be magical and it's like that's not how any of this works i mean maybe if you've been thinking about it for a while like me and michelle rodriguez then absolutely instantly but But it requires a certain amount of, like, awareness of each other, um, you know, a rhythm, maybe a a knowing of what the pressure that each of you likes. Yeah. That type of thing. It's it's not the easiest way to get off, in my opinion. No, I can't imagine it would be. And again, not someone who has tried this, but uh, just having the body parts, I'm not imagining that would work for me. Yeah, it's it's one of the few times where you could probably be like more face to face, you know, not buried in somebody's um, vagina. Just it's probably one of the few times you're like having a face to face interaction. All right. Well, one more sex question and then we've got a a few other non-sex questions. Do you typically orgasm every time you engage in sex? Or how how often would you say that occurs? No, I do not. I 
I mean, for me, it's not really that important that I do. So, like, I've had sex with people who got very upset if I didn't orgasm. And I would, like, try really hard to do so. And I would, but it would be more, like, in a forced, like, achievement-style way. So mm -hmm. I naturally know I don't get off every time or have an orgasm every time. Well, that's just, um, I mean, that just feels accurate for many women, regardless of if your partner is a woman or a man or non-gender conforming. I think, yes, absolutely, you can orgasm. And yes, you can orgasm multiple times. But I also think there's a lot of women who have trouble or it doesn't happen every time. I, men seem to be much more predictable in that regard. Like if they get mm -hmm. an erection, doing a little bit of touch will get them to the orgasm. Whereas like women don't seem to follow that same exact like predictable path. They can be aroused, but it not end in like orgasm. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's more of a state of mind before like I'm probably not going to have an orgasm if my head's not there. Yeah. I've been with women who had orgasms very easily, which I found somewhat annoying where I was like, this is too much, but I'm sure they couldn't help it as well. Right. And, and it was nothing that I was doing that was special. So it's not like, like, oh, yeah, I had an orgasm really quick. I just feel like they probably had orgasms easily and that's just what it was. Yeah. I, I just think there is huge variation among women when it comes to or whereas like not to say all men are the same, but I think most men are able to get an erection, have an orgasm, whereas I don't think it's that simple for most women. Like it is a lot of mental and being in the right headspace and being comfortable and being like so many of these other factors, like if their house is dirty, they're yeah. not just going to like have an orgasm with their dirty house. <laughs> I'm not at least. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know. My, heart, my house is pretty dirty. I might have an orgasm tonight. We'll see. Um, uh, from lesbian to straighty, what's, what's it like after a man has an orgasm? Do you still, is he still able to consider you having an orgasm? Because... From a women to women aspect, like if I give a girl an orgasm, she expects to give me one in return. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, I don't feel like they should have to have that pressure every time, but it seems like very like, okay, you should have an orgasm now. So how does that go for Yeah, I'm you? gonna give you a really short answer, but we should do a whole <laughs> nother episode or maybe multiple yeah, episodes around sex. Cause you yeah. can, uh, you can really go down that rabbit hole. I really think it depends on the man. There are some men mm -hmm. who are very attentive lovers and do care about that. And if they get off first, will work to give you an orgasm as well. And there are a lot of men who think sex is over once they've orgasmed. Um, there's a fair amount of those men out there too. So yeah, I, I really think that is more to do with the man himself, uh, mm -hmm. you know, the quality of the man. Uh, but I like this idea. We will have to do a whole nother episode on sex stuff. Oh, yeah. So much more Absolutely. that we could talk about that we didn't get to. Uh, but we've got, I think, three more questions here. Oh, I lied. Two more questions here. Uh, okay. Do you prefer the term gay, lesbian, or queer, or any of the above? Hmm. 
I think I prefer the term lesbian at this point. I used to shy away from it for some reason, but I think as I've gotten older, I'm like, this is more true about me than the other two, I guess. I don't really know with queer. I guess I still feel like it's... I, I, I guess I want it to be more specific for myself. I was going to say, I think for me as, you know, again, as an outsider looking in, queer and even gay to a certain extent, but definitely queer, feels like um, an umbrella term that encapsulates lots of folks. So transgender, like gender nonconforming, gay men, lesbians. Like it feels like a, you know, pansexual, ace, like all of the different letters in the LGBTQ plus. Um, so there's a lot of stuff. Yeah, there are. And I feel like queer is kind of like that umbrella term above them, whereas like a lesbian is more of a very specific, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I was I was talking with a new friend and she had observed a lot of like different flags at Pride mm-hmm. that she's like, I've never seen these. And I guess there's like 31 flags. And there was one that was like a flag for aromatic aromatic sexuals and I was like that must be people who are attracted to you based on whether or not you smell good like that has to be it but it wasn't it I was like what is it and she looked it up and it was like you're sometimes same-sex asexual Wow. and I was like well then I need that flag because sometimes <laughs> I was just shocked to know that like that was a you know like a category like that enough people have felt this way that there is now a category for it yeah i mean that is one of the i mean i think that is one of the great things though about people being able to be out and connect and share ideas and experiences and realize you're not as alone as you might feel like there's a lot of people who kind of have that same identity or feel that same way about themselves and then to be able to like develop language around it to like describe what it is because I mean I don't know when some of these terms came about but they are newer like within our lifetime and so Mm -hmm. I'm sure in the history of people there's been many people who have felt that way about themselves or identified that way but never had the language for it never knew another individual that felt the same way I mean, that is one of the things that I think is a bit more exciting now that, you know, we've made some progress in equality and rights is that more people are able to connect. We're we're developing language around these things. And I don't know, you're just not, you know, you're realizing you're not alone per se. Yeah. And just being honest about like how you feel like I've encountered some lesbians that will say that. Um, that they're asexual, mm-hmm. but they're lesbians. They want a romantic relationship, but they just don't ever want to have sex with you. And I'm like, that is definitely something that is attainable for somebody if they don't want to have sex as well and they're still attracted to women. Like, if you were never able to say those type of things, people would just be lonely for no reason. Right. Or that they would force themselves to conform to that heteronormative, you know, long history of marry someone of the opposite gender and make babies and that's what you do yeah or if you're a lesbian you don't want to have sex i mean and and you have to have sex i mean you really got to go for it 
Right. And then you didn't want to. It's like you didn't get to use a dental dam or anything. Like that would suck if you felt like you really had to do it just to be a lesbian. <laughs> oh, okay. Our final question. What are some lesbian subgroups and what are their traits or how would you describe them? Oh, man, there's more and more all the time. I mean, you got your, like, your stereotypical femme girly girl. You, like, that girl has to, like, convince everybody that she's gay. Nobody fucking believes it, even if she tells you. If she's, like, flying a flag, you're just, like, you're not going to be it. It's not happening. You're not gay. I feel like Ellen's wife, Portia DeRossi, is that her last name? Um yeah. I feel like she encountered that for a while. People questioned her lesbianism when she first got with Ellen. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. she is a very, like, you know, um, femme presenting, likes to dress up. And I think people just, if I recall correctly, were like, no, you're. this is just a phase for you. They've been married for, like, 15 years. Yeah, it's funny that that exists, but it like and even it exists more more so with like in our community where people will pick and choose like what kind of women they'll date based on what type they think that they are. Mm. Um, like we don't use, I don't think a lot of people use the word butch anymore. Like I feel like it's kind of like dated, mm. but they do use like mask, like masculine. Okay. Or I don't know. They just. Is dyke a subgroup of lesbian, or would you consider it just an alternative term? I know it used to have a derogatory meaning. I don't know if yeah, it still kind of carries that. I mean, some people would use that and feel like it's more of like, you know, more masculine lesbian, mm-hmm. I guess. And then there's like your athletic lesbian or like your kind of like granola nature-loving lesbian. And you just have all these like little things where you're like, Come on, we're getting out of hand with this shit. <laughs> so for the athletic lesbian, I'm, you know, imagining the power couple that is Megan Rapino and Sue Bird. Would they be like the epitome yeah. of the athletic lesbian couple? Yeah, you've got like ponytails and gym shorts and sports bras and, you know, you're not sure, you know... You identified with Sporty Spice in the 90s. So to speak, people have trouble figuring out who, quote unquote, is the guy in the relationship. They like look at these two women and they're like, who could it be? I don't know. (laughs) What really blows people's mind is when two masculine lesbians are together and they don't understand how the fuck it's happening. They're just like, well, they're both must be attracted to men. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, no. I just... You know what just popped up into my head is, like, how often do we talk about, like, representation matters, right? And I was just thinking of, like, a lot of men enjoy lesbian porn, but it's always feminine lesbians or feminine women who are engaging in same-sex yeah. porn. And you don't, like, if you go on to, like, the porn hubs of the world, you don't see typically to butch or mask lesbians right and so it's like they these straight men can't fathom that these two women would love each other and like sexually enjoy each other they're like but how could that be i've never seen that represented ever and so i just can't imagine it i can't fathom it 
Yeah, I I could never personally like watch like mainstream lesbian porn and just like be like okay because I'm you know I I've I've had sex with a woman like I know that that's and I'm sure even women that are watching straight women that are watching lesbian porn are like that would never work for me like you just know that it's geared towards the oh, guy so much of the, I mean. I uh, and we'll have to talk about this again in a sex episode because you should know this, but I TA'd human sexuality when I was in grad school. And so mm-hmm. much porn is all about like the male gaze, right? And what men want from porn and not it's not at all about women's pleasure. So to your point, like <laughs> you're watching porn that's really made for men, even if it stars two women and you're like that's actually not really gonna do anything for anybody that's not believable that's not pleasurable or enjoyable that's not turning me on yeah i don't know a lot of porn doesn't do it for me i mean if i can be convinced that those two two girls were like actually like if people made more like home sex videos and i think there are like uh, websites that are more geared to that where it's like showing realistic sex then maybe like lesbian porn would be something more believable but right now it's just like nobody's fucking who with those acrylic nails that's not happening <laughs> oh my god right like no <laughs> no oh. yeah no no respectable lesbian would do such a thing Acrylic nails and vagina seems to be the perfect note to end on. Um, Thank you so much for answering these questions. You're welcome. I can't wait till it's your turn. (laughs) Ask a heterosexual. (laughs) When's the straight pride month, as they like to say? Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Well, we will all... Oh, my gosh. This is our last episode in June, so we'll catch everyone in july next week yeah see you on the wordle tomorrow i forgot to wordle today so yes you will yeah we'll get on it you still have a couple hours that's true thank you bye-bye bye